I see people struggle with, you know, kind of from like what I was saying earlier from like both ends of the spectrum. So like people that, you know, have become, you know, have lost a lot of weight, have become very, let's say fit or their, you know, their body composition has changed, but they still see themselves as, you know, a larger person. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, um, you know, kind of doing something, you know, that's very restrictive or, or kind of, you know, achieving like a really big goal and then kind of going back to normality, hmm. you know, I guess the question is, is, you know, how do people deal with that psychologically and sanely without, you know, without, you know, questioning their, their worth? Yeah. Um, good Being on a podcast, I think Paul is too much of that. The writing to me is a it's a compulsion. I was, I was one of those hard workers that what I see the fitness industry and the sports performance industry has probably done a better job in looking at nutrition as as it impacts it than Recording in progress. Are we recording? Okay. okay. Hi. Hi. Is that good? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is very nice. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm a bit sleep deprived. Otherwise, I'm pretty good. You only have three kids. Yeah. How are you sleep deprived? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you know. Thing up all night playing poker <laughs> late night parties yeah all yeah. the all the clubs yeah it's you know now whenever things open you just need to party <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of uh no um all good how are you what what's up what are we talking about today um well we're gonna talk about a few things um um if i could get words out um we're going to talk about nutrition we're going to talk about lifestyle um body image or body dysmorphia i'm that's such a strong word and, and there's so many um just you know kind of negative connotations towards it um but i think it's a it's a good word to use um because it is a real thing but understanding what it actually is and not just like throwing the word out there and saying, I have body dysmorphia yeah. or she has body dysmorphia. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, and, and it's not just the thing that women have. Um, and it's not just on one end of the spectrum. So I think there's a lot to kind of unpack about it. Um, but then I thought, you know, we, we, we should talk about that and nutrition and simplifying nutrition and kind of, making it talking about that it's not as hard as it needs to be 
and not as complicated as it needs to be or it should be. Yeah. I thought we were talking about our hairstyles today, but we're sure we can do that deep dive. Yeah, but first we can talk about our hairstyles. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, uh, Colton, so uh, where do we uh, dig in? Well, um, talking about body dysmorphia, I should first say this is not like an original idea I had. It was actually something um, that I listened to already last week or the week before um, talking about it from, um, a fitness standpoint. So often like when, when you hear that word or in where it's in the context of you hear it, you know, with, you know, generally women that, you know, are quote unquote anorexic and they look in the mirror and they see this big fat slob yet they are, you know, unhealthily skinny. Mm. Right. Um, that's often how we, you know, we see it on, you know, I'm sorry to oh, say. We have someone here. Um, pause. We're back. And we're back. And we're back. Um, okay, so uh, before we were happily interrupted, <laughs> um, not a problem, uh, we were, I was talking about, um, the word body dysmorphia and how it has a very negative connotation and, you know, where we see it. And, but I, where I wanted to kind of point that word today is something that um, kind of hmm, can also be closely related to people who have gone through, um, you know, dramatic weight loss changes and, you know, for the better obviously, um, and, um, you know, have improved their health and, you know, struggle seeing themselves as a in shape person, right? Um, we have that aspect. And then we also see, you know, something that happened is when you go through a period of maybe calorie restriction, maybe you're working towards a very specific goal and, you know, you've kind of reached that goal, you've achieved that goal through, um, you know, macro tracking, um, weighing and measuring food, you know, very intense workouts, you know, very structured workouts. And, as soon as you kind of, you know, you've reached that goal or you've done that competition or whatever it was for and kind of have gone back to a normal state, you know, and things aren't as maybe tight um, as they were, you know, we, we start to see this kind of, well, do I have to be, you know, 100% all in to be able to, you know, to be able to fit into this or to be able to look like this. And I think there in, you know, therein lies, you know, another realm of body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, cool. So there are some certain, uh, <coughs> let's, say, let's say angles uh, mm -hmm. you, you can approach this. And uh, I, 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 I think I've met uh, plenty of people with like body dysmorphia, but, or I would say most of us have some kind of degree of it. Yes, absolutely. Sense. And then uh, the worst cases are uh, at a level where uh, their body dysmorphia is so strange that 
um, they can't like literally they can't see the difference mm -hmm. um like or they, they they can't see themselves in a objective way right and uh you can you can test this so you can ask people with like severe body dysmorphia and you just ask them like you put your hand next to their hand and like which hand do you think is biggest mm -hmm. and they and they, we say if the person has like a way smaller hand than than me, for example, that person would say we have about the same size. Uh, so it, it is like a it's a when it's very severe, it's really, uh, if I understand correctly, very hard to work with. Right. Um, and we have another aspect to it is it's uh, you said women and it tends to be more uh, female uh biased and you can ask yourself why is it because it's so much uh, you know is it the society is it so much like uh, um, ads with skinny people or what's the main reason for it and i think it's like combination of many things but i think people trump uh, like pull the trigger on ads and everything a bit too hard mm -hmm. uh, it actually bases itself into more of the degree of neuroticism you have and the degree of uh, uh, how much you um, how much you are like your how much or order you need your orderliness okay so the more uh, because it also then goes into how much you um how much you get disgraced by stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so people that are highly sensitive to dirt and stuff like that, they they usually also tend to develop more body dysmorphia. Right. Yes. Uh, so it has a connection to this kind of orderliness, cleanliness, cleanliness, and everything. Yeah. And uh, so someone we know uh, uh, that is very much on this spectrum uh with someone like hitler <laughs> uh and uh, so some people they 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 uh transfer this you know into different areas but uh for him you know it was uh the uh, yeah into race and, and mm -hmm. all that uh stuff and ethnic cleansing <laughs> i think it was called yeah yes. no but he, he he you know for him other races or whatever was so um you know it was it was like dirt it was like a you know a virus and everything and now it becomes even more interesting that um the thing that makes people even more neurotic and also being more sensitive mm -hmm. towards uh you know dirt and and everything is if there's a lot of like sickness mm -hmm. and so on going on mm -hmm. around yourself mm -hmm. um and um it, it it really even transfers and like affects cultures mm -hmm. so the more diseases you have in a society and the more viruses you have and the more uh sickness you have 
the more conservative the mm-hmm. society becomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and women get more conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and it translates into like how many sex partners they have had and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, for example, and there are like studies on this, so you can you can look at um, you can have a person who is fairly liberal or or so very open minded, and you can put him into like a scanner and and or scanner, but you can just do some tests and where you then put this person to watch. A lot of a lot of like nasty wounds and okay. and you know just like horrible stuff. Okay. And and then you do a test again, mm-hmm. and that person becomes more conservative just in a you know really? a couple of minutes. Okay. So we can change our attitude very fast. Right. So I think um, there's like there are many things that comes together, like mm-hmm. a bit of like how people are brought up. But mm-hmm. also how, um, you know, how was it when they grew up, mm-hmm. when they, and so on. And I, I heard this statistic, for example, because we talked about Hitler. Uh, I was waiting for when we would take up Hitler in this podcast. But talking about body dysmorphia and nutrition, yeah, right? Uh, okay. Exactly, yeah. fitness podcast. Um, no, but so they figured out. Uh, so this is correlated to start studies, but. Um, they they looked into what people uh, voted for the Nazis in mm-hmm. Germany, and usually, like the main claim has always been like, well, people that were poor mm-hmm. and people that were, uh, let's say, dismantled, mm-hmm. uh, disowned from you know, the First World War, right. and uh, you know had like a big grudge on right. on. Uh, society and and so on Uh, and that they were lowly educated and stuff like that but uh, the correlative data shows rather that clusters of places where people voted the most on the nazis were places where they had the highest rates of uh, spanish flu so and that was you know half a day uh, like a decade, half a decade, uh, one and a half decades, sorry. Uh, yeah, decades before. So 10, 15 years before the, uh, the Nazis actually got to power, yeah. uh, where the Spanish flu, you know, hit entire Europe. And uh, basically those societies, those cities and, and villages where I like, you know, they experienced horrible, horrible deaths and uh, agony. They became like just far more conservative, mm-hmm. and what it leads to is that you don't want to have anything new from outside. Right. <laughs> it's a, like a let's say a biological uh, self-serving mm-hmm. uh, mechanism that mm-hmm. when when things get rough, mm-hmm. you 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 cut off trade. Right. Because you don't want to. Um, take in more diseases and right. stuff like that because they could actually wipe out your society. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened in, in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like the disease killed, you know, the, the almost all <laughs> the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. It was not guns. Right. It was disease. So it has like a very protective way, a good thing with it because 
if we can protect ourselves from other diseases, we can stay alive. Mm -hmm. But there's another trade off is that if you don't, if you cut trading, you can't, uh, it's hard to get resources. Right. So uh, that's kind of the balance. But anyways, uh, it kind of shows us how things like body dysmorphia mm -hmm. roots from the same thing mm -hmm. is that if you or anyone has had much more of uh let's say hard orderly mm -hmm. upbringing right it can definitely lead to maybe that kind of a skewed perspective yeah right yeah so so you know I see people struggle with, you know, kind of from like what I was saying earlier from like both ends of the spectrum. So like people that, you know, have become, you know, have lost a lot of weight, have become very, let's say fit or their, you know, their body composition has changed, but they still see themselves as, you know, a larger person. Yeah. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, um, you know, kind of doing something, you know, that's very restrictive or, or kind of, you know, achieving like a really big goal and then kind of going back to normality, hmm. you know, I guess the question is, is, you know, how do people deal with that psychologically and sanely without you know, without, you know, questioning their, their worth? Yeah. Um, good questions. Uh, some things came up to my mind when you, when you talked about that is like, <clears throat> actually nothing changes in your worth. It's, it's just your perspective. Your perspective. Right? And, and this is the interesting thing. Um, and I think everyone of knows, uh, us knows exactly how this feels. You, you do your stuff and you you might be working out for a while and everything you change your diet a bit but you haven't you know been tracking everything or anything you haven't even watched yourself in the mirror for mm -hmm. the last three months mm -hmm. and then you meet your friend that you haven't seen for six months or one mm -hmm. year and they're like whoa you changed mm -hmm. and you're like what you're like who <laughs> yeah but like yeah. you don't see that yeah right yeah and so is so of course like we all carry that kind of mm -hmm. you know self image yeah. of who we are we all carry that and we we're super bad at seeing ourselves yeah and then we have the the mirror ish like right. the the mirror me which is like okay this is who I'm in the mirror mm -hmm. so uh, I just I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people uh, can re relate to this like yeah. They look themselves in the mirror and they're like, well, it looks pretty good. And like, yeah. oh, like this. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, feeling proud, you go out and then the next, uh, uh, whatever family gathering or so you're like shirt off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's a photo and then you watch a photo, like, that's not, you're like, that's not, <laughs> that, no. that's not how I look. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. how I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and, um so that's another you know thing and we i mean we, there's even 
sayings and, and perspectives of this is like, yeah, if he's pho photogenic and, mm -hmm. and she's very photogenic. And I think that's something to it, like the two dimensional thing is also mm -hmm. one aspect that yeah. uh, we, <clears throat> oh, wait, I've talked about like this with attractiveness and stuff like that uh, yesterday with Miri, but uh, attractiveness is so much more than just the picture. Yes. And, seeing this kind of you know you can meet uh, even meet a person and you know like oh that's uh like that's uh you know a 10 on the scale right. of one to five right and then you see like oh, i'm gonna check that person on whatever instagram or someone is like oh this looked like that, yeah that good yeah so uh there's so many things that you know affects our value systems mm -hmm. and so on and i think like the 2d thing is just a man-made thing it's not like a real thing you know yeah so uh i i just I, and i definitely believe there like there must be studies because i don't know about them but there must be studies on like what people what kind of people look better on pictures and i think people that look better on pictures well usually talk about like the they have similarities, symmetry symmetries, and yeah. in a, in, mm -hmm. and so on. And I think that's true. But I also, usually, when it comes to models, they look for like special traits. Like right. they, oh, this is a special person because it's wide eyes, wide or it's, eyes. it's yeah. or something that yeah. kind of traps us yeah. in the two D space. Yeah. And I have this like I've seen like a, a picture of someone. It's like oh, that's a beautiful face. And then you meet the person in in, uh, in the real life. It's like a duck, you know. It's, it's yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So uh, I think the dysmorphia goes in like all these directions. Where we yeah. have the media is is kind of distorting that, like the type of media we use, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, um, when it comes down to is. Uh, something that maybe so that we talked about earlier today was like this you know when you start to train and you start to take care of yourself and your health improves mm -hmm. your posture change yes. changes and and you start to feel more proud so uh and yeah i wrote this text about that a couple of weeks ago about like hey you don't need to have a six pack to take off your t-shirt uh, to go to the beach or whatever, because basically when you feel good, it doesn't matter how you look like, uh, because, uh, and people also see that. That's why people with higher st status, even though they don't have maybe a six pack or so, they become very attractive. To us. Right. Yeah. Uh, so looking at like, uh actors and stuff mm -hmm. like that you can have actors that have like you know actually very mediocre bodies mm -hmm. but people are like oh, i want to look like you know he looks yeah very good in a suit or so yeah. and uh, and it changes also for the perspective like mm -hmm. i don't know if you have this like because we live in this small bubble called escape is crossfit and, mm -hmm. and crossfit in general so we see a lot of people that have much more you know the uh, you know let's say self-confidence yeah i mean i see it we see it every day on all body types yeah and you know we have you know 
one girl that come that comes in here, you know, trains really hard um, and doesn't have the quote unquote, you know, CrossFit or 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 slim body. But man, she carries herself pretty, you know, with her head held high and it's pretty fucking sexy, you know, Um, versus, you know, the girl that, you know, questions her self-worth and what she's able to do and just kind of stays in her, you know, little comfort zone. Um, That's a very different type of, um, you know, of of, you know, from what, from what we see, from what we feel, you know, if a feeling about yourself Mm. and I guess, you know, the, the thing that can, that, that keeps popping in my head is yes, of course, you know, it's mindset. Um, but it's also, you know, it's, it's such a, a psychological, um, you know, I don't want to say defect in us, but, um, but it's, it's, you know, an attribute that we have that, you know, we can conquer and we can choose, you know, to not live, you know, you know, live our, you know, be measure our value by that makes sense. Um, but it's also, you know, when, when people come in here and start to change, you know, um, it's not just, you know, they're, you know, they might progress, they might start to, you know, be able to do a couple pull-ups, they might be able to, you know, lift a little heavier, but it's like their nutrition changes and see, segueing, <laughs> and um, they start to eat cleaner because they know that eating clean makes you just feel better, Yeah. right? Um so, you know, when we're talking about nutrition, you know, produce and, and protein, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that complicated, you know, and, and some carbs, right. Um, you know, some fat, you know, you need it all, but, um, when you start to eat better, you start to feel better. And I think that just kind of trumps everything. Yeah. So Exactly. And it puts you into that right spiral spiral uh, of things happening. And uh, I mean, and I think it definitely changes the perspective of mm-hmm. so many people. And but yeah, it can be. I can still see that it can be disheartening for mm-hmm. some people that you put in all this you know, you put in this, all this work and you actually feel so much, so better mm-hmm. and everything. But then uh, you look at a photograph and it's just like, but that's not yeah. how I feel. Right. Because in your mind, you, you already look like whoever. Right. And, but it's, it's just like the, again, that's maybe where the ads come in and everything is like, well, you're, you're you're comparing yourself to a photoshopped image of something and yeah and not the the you know the the reality in that sense so i don't know but it would be like super interesting you know in one way if we only had photographs of you know um i don't know leonardo dicaprio in his worst 
you know angle right. and yeah. Brad Pitt in his worst angle or uh or without professional lighting and direction yeah <laughs> and mean? like tons tons of hours of photoshopping on mm-hmm. uh on, on those right dudes and um uh, I don't know which women most women compare themselves to but I mean I you know like you can just like open up Instagram and most of the influencers look like like a Kim Kardashian you know that I mean she's just such an avatar and just her like physical appearance because they're like the attributes are just so you know they're just copycat copycatted all the time Mm. so there's nothing original right and um you know it's 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 I feel like that in itself is just making you kind of like live up to something that's not even you. Why would you want to be something that's not you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's, yeah, again, it comes up to, we, we, we set this ideal. The big only problem is that we have, uh, we have this fake friends, um, meaning uh, celebrities that we don't actually know. Right. And, and we t- set them as ideals when it's like just highly, manipulated mm-hmm. uh photos and footage and, and carefully show, chosen footage mm-hmm. and i mean that's the problem i've got a bit with media is just that it's uh we uh we know we think we know these people you know yeah. and we're programmed to rec- recognize faces and everything and they take so up a lot of like space in our heads of how you know imagine like how much it's like I think about like my phone sometimes when like because I like make like a little a, a lot recently like of like little you know videos from like you know training sessions or whatever. So it's like my storage is always full, right? So I have to like go in and delete. But it's like imagine if like we didn't have you know we had all this room for like much more productive stuff. We care so much about such frivolous shit you know, about what others look like and how I can make myself look a little bit more like her. Maybe I'll be a better person. Uh, no, if you're an asshole in the beginning with, you're still going to be an asshole in the end, you know? That's why I think it's better to look at your health. Yes. And use those metrics. Mm-hmm. And basically look at blood pressure, uh, body fat, uh, well, blood sugars, mm-hmm. insulin levels, and performance yeah. over time, uh, because that's going to tell us more of who's the ideal. Mm-hmm. And and also like, you know, injury free. All those kind of mm-hmm. when you start to tick off all these boxes, then mm-hmm. it's like that's going to be a happy person, you know. Um, and yeah. Because you can skew, yeah, you can tick off some of the boxes and maybe 80%, mm-hmm. but there are some main things you still need to t- tick off probably. Right. Because uh, you, you can get lean, you can get buffed, let's say, but let's say you don't have social connections. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, you're going to die alone. <laughs> so yeah. it, nobody, and yeah, that, that's, that's a, uh, like one of the big things that people miss is social connections, 
if they don't have them. Yeah. And then all this health is also kind of pointless. So. Uh, and that's so cool because that's something that we see here all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I, I actually, uh, so one, one thing that I was, uh, this is totally like a reconstruction of, uh, of how the, this logo uh, came to birth, mm -hmm. but it has four pillars mm -hmm. and yeah, you can extend it to five and six and whatever, but mm -hmm. these are like the four pillars that maybe we talk about. Mm -hmm. We have exercise, we have nutrition, we have social, uh, social connections and hopefully sleep so uh those things we we can try to work on mm -hmm. i have we can translate that into some other things that we actually work as on as coaches and that's uh, uh well we can work on people's uh training mm -hmm. uh we can we can uh, work on their eating habits mm -hmm. Uh, we can work on their um, management mm -hmm. and uh, we can also work on their sleep. Mm -hmm. So maybe falls under management, but these are kind of the uh, things we can, uh, that we can work on uh, yeah. also here. So, uh, and yeah, so that we see it all the time. We see it, um, uh, yeah, amazing. Like we had today, uh, Mr. Nick coming, not to name any names, but uh, this was, this is such a great story because he started one and a half years ago and he has been doing almost more, more uh, lockdown. Yeah, more lockdown training. Than in the gym training. Yeah. But he's been very consistent. And he has lost... Uh, so he had a body fat percentage of 26 when he started, and he's dropped down to 13. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, he has gained, I think it was four or five kilos of muscle. It was mass. about like four and a half kilos of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. He's dropped his visceral fats by half or even more. So from 11 to five. Yeah. So the fat around like the, like the vital organs. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, okay, that's very good for your health. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> uh, and, you know, increase this, uh, um, yeah, all, yeah, on all points, it's just gone much better. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this guy, uh, like, Nick has changed so much. Yeah. And he has, you know, really, you know, uh, developed not only in training but like and and everything in all fields i would say yeah so um that is just an awesome uh example of what happens when you do something with regularity yeah and with uh let's say some intensity too uh so he i mean he he really he can really work hard so yeah yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredible to see. And then, you know, another... But, it, but one thing to, that comes to mind, actually, so Nick has never been uh, pushing it to be 
doing the heaviest no. things. No, he never even, you know, was never kind of in one of those like competition classes, you no. know, or um, yeah, just to just, you know, somebody that just came in here just wanting to get fit. Yeah. And uh, no, but he, for example, so he, I think he worked for almost, you know, up until just last month, he's been doing these box jumps in a, you know, uh, on a lower right. height. Yeah. He's been uh, working on the barbell with, with lighter weights. Yeah. Up until, you know, recently. He's been uh, doing many of these things, you know, not, yeah, he hasn't exceeded what he could. Right. But he has had like a, like a hell of intensity mm -hmm. and you know the benefit of that has been that he yeah we can see the numbers yeah you know? yeah and now it's hard to keep up with this guy yeah i mean we you know the the guys look to nick to you know say, oh well, what what did nick lift today how many rounds did he get how fast was he able to do it and it's always like, oh, man, <laughs> it's always the same kind of response when they see, his, you know, um, what his score was. Um, and yeah, it, it's really cool to see another, you know, another very cool um, kind of, uh, story is one of our, you know, um, one of our members who was just, you know, climbing a mountain in Turkey. And he's one of our older members. Not, not even one of our older members, but he's, you know, he's, you know, wise. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he has a lot of responsibilities. He has a lot of responsibilities. And, uh, you know, he just climbed one of the, the, the he's highest. He's one of the guys who you would say he has the busiest schedule you can think about. Yeah. Like think of. Yeah. But he makes it here three times a week, does his thing, works his butt off. Um, and, you know, was one of two to actually finish this climb yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, um, <laughs> you were just talking to somebody about, you know, regularity yeah. and consistency. And so th this is also a cool story. So I talked to, to, uh, yeah, Andrew, who was here. So he started also about one year ago and he hasn't been able to run for 15 years and now he runs twice a week Wow! and he couldn't run because he was in so much pain. It wasn't like oh, I'm too fat to run mm -hmm. or so, but he was just, he could go out for a run, but he was just in, agony. in pain, yeah. agony. And yeah. now he's out twice a, a week running. Very cool. And you know he can do stuff he can never do and he told me like this is the best thing i have probably have ever done yeah. for myself yeah like i can't, I can't like i can't imagine anything i've done and this sounds like a plug but he he, he told me it's <laughs> like like there's no way no way i could have invested my money better yeah because yeah and he's so curious now all the things he can do because he's like the golf playing has been become better right but now like he loves to ski so yeah. okay how much is this gonna actually enhance yeah all that too yeah and, you know, it's, so uh, i think kind of like kind of coming around to you know this first idea that i that i posed about like 
body dysmorphia and what that is, um, I think kind of like what we've kind of unpacked is that, yes, it is a real thing. Yes, it comes in different realms and different um, aspects of people's life, you know, um, but I think it's, you know, it's, if you don't allow, if you feel good in what you are doing, if you can create some consistency, um, the idea of body dysmorphia is a very all or nothing mentality. It is a sickness, right? Um, but it is a sickness that it's psychological and you can overcome it um, when you treat your body well, when you train well, when you train in a supportive place, when you eat real food. Uh, yeah. And I think, <clears throat> so this is also one thing when you know also a bit about what type of person you are, mm -hmm. you also know that you can change. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just like with fitness or your health mm -hmm. or anything. But if you just walk around and you never want to face the, uh, you know, face to the facts of who you are or mm -hmm. who I am, yeah, uh, which can be scary. Yeah. But if you don't do that, you also don't know what you can achieve. Yeah, what you're capable of. Capable of, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, like every one of us can become better at that, understanding ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I think just if you know like your traits from being highly neurotic, uh, highly orderly and stuff like that, I think, you know, maybe it's not the best thing for you to even have things like Instagram and 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 that stuff. Like yeah. that, those things will just pull you down um, and rather focus on, you know, real human connection. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, because I, yeah. I, I mean, it seems to be like in all cultures, anything is like you need to have someone uh, in your life or some some people that mean something to you. Yeah. And uh, I think that's like something. And during the lockdowns, everything that's very something that I think most of us maybe noted, but also like those that didn't have that they yeah. suffer the most even if you're introverted right uh you still need that like uh, you need that human connection yes and uh again well, for most people what does it matter how much i earn or whatever place i've been to if i have no one to share that with yeah so yeah absolutely i think um bill mars this this past week his kind of closing monologue was about like your phone is making you an asshole your phone is making you a dick or something like that and it's so true because like we're we're stuck to like such a false image of reality you know and he like one of the funniest things he says is like you know you know all you know when we see pictures of the beach now it's always you know on top of somebody's kneecaps yeah. you know it's like the, the same photo and you know you live through pictures and rather than looking at the real thing like i remember the first time i went to paris um we went to um um we went to the louvre and and looked yeah yeah, yeah the museum yeah. yes and saw the mona lisa and 
I was, I, I said to my boyfriend at the time, I was like, nobody's looking at the picture. Everybody's looking at it through their phone. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, like what assholes, you know, <laughs> like how dare you like come all the way here and not even look at the painting. You're looking at it through your phone, Yeah. you know? So, I mean, like, look at yourself, stand in front of the mirror naked, you know? And like, you you are where you are right now you know you are where you are right now it doesn't mean it's always going to stay that way but you have the power to you know you know choose to see reality so so if you are listening to this or watching this this is the last episode you you listen to and watch to or what watch uh, because now you're gonna ditch your phone <laughs> throw it away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. put on your sandals <laughs> and start walking yeah go in your go to the beach take a picture of your kneecaps no, no. <laughs> you don't have a camera anymore. yeah yeah no uh but yeah it's it's definitely also balanced but again depending on your personality type and stuff like that i just think uh the better you know yourself yeah you can you can be you can spot when when things are uh, mm -hmm. when it's real and when it's just something that you're making up in your head yeah so yeah, yeah. cool all right all right thank let's you sir wrap it up and um get it going all right let's go train <laughs> ciao bye Being on a podcast, I think Paul is too much of that. But writing to me is a it's a compulsion. I was, I was one of those hard workers that what I see the fitness industry and the sports performance industry has probably done a better job in looking at nutrition as as it impacts it than 